This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. If you mess with my man, I'm gonna wanna break to you. Come on, girls, come on, man. Find your own and leave mine alone. Don't mess with my man. I'ma be the one to break it to you. Here's a little advice for you. Find your own man. I was waiting for the Nicki Minaj blink. I said it was over. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I've heard that song before. It's so old. It's from the 2000s. It's from when I was in... I love that you think that that's, quote, so old. It is. (laughs) It is very old. Uh, We're old, Tony. Just get with it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it is by this uh, artist. Her name is Nivea. And then she had this band called Jagged Edge. Nivea, like like the product? Correct. <laughs> and uh, and Jagged Edge. The song was released in 2001. That's how old it is. 20 years. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I bring it up is I was watching, you know, I was watching that show, The Encore on BET. Mm-hmm. And Nivea was, and for those who don't know what The Encore is, it's like. Wouldn't it be ironic if there was a show on Encore called The BET? <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous thanks um no for those who don't know the show is about like ex-girl group members that join to try to create this like super girl group um and so they had like abrio day from danity kane they had you know girls from cherish girls from total girls from like just all these girls Never that heard came together. any of those groups i'm sure you haven't <laughs> um anyways and then they had a, a solo artist her name was Nivea and she had that song out and so anyways I just watched the finale and they performed and did their whole thing and I've just been thinking of Nivea because she was the breakout character during the entire show she didn't make it to the end because she says she was gonna find herself in jail because she was getting ready to swing on some of the girls but (laughs) um (laughs) but she uh sounds like a show you would watch oh it was so good (laughs) um It was so good. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so I have, I have Nivea on the brain. Nivea, if you ever hear this, know that you are loved by us. Well, by me. Tony, <laughs> Tony doesn't know who you are. I still don't know who you are. <laughs> Tony has no, no idea no who shade. you are. I don't know who anybody is. None at all. None at all. Um, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Happy happy Woo Woo Wednesday to all our listeners and a special happy Mm-mm Monday to our DNR studio. I hate this. <laughs> I actually think you should retire it. Ah, nope. <laughs> no. Mm-mm, Monday. No. No. I Marco don't says want it's it. mm-mm. I, yeah, exactly. Uh-uh, I don't like this. I don't want to be a part of this narrative. Um, <laughs> um, you doing okay? You feeling okay? We're I, a little hungry ovary. Hungry in the ovaries? What? <laughs> That came out of my mouth, and I was like, what the hell did I just say? (laughs) (laughs) And rewind. And rewind, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, I'm great. We We have had an amazing, like, the week was good and fine, and nothing really major to report. But this weekend, so it was our anniversary. 
Yeah. Um, the the Big Twelve. Twelve years. That's a thing. But, twelve years together. Yep. Uh, twelve years. And so I was looking for. I always wanted to do like one of those like really fancy, really long multi course meals. Far that, less a fancy. Is a fancy. <laughs> um, you know the the white tablecloth and the linen napkins and and all that. Um, and the and the you know people in suits serving you food. I was like, yeah, we're gonna spend like five hundred, six hundred bucks on this meal. Like that's okay. That's what we're gonna do. And I found a couple of places that were amazing um two of them unfortunately are shut down due to covid and one didn't have reservations for like months um so that that wasn't happening so then i found this great place right across the bridge in brooklyn um in williamsburg williamsburg and and it marco and i both agreed like two bites in that it was hands down the best meal of our lives delicious it was two hours it was elevated tapas it wasn't a multi-course meal it wasn't like you know here's your appetizer blah blah blah. but it was 10 plates yeah. of food and then two plates of desserts and literally like 12 there was 12 there was 12, 12 plates of for food. our 12 years yes, together exactly. and gave us a glass of a free glass of rosé rose champagne yeah mm-hmm. yeah but bubbly bubbly and light yeah mm-hmm. it was it was very nice and the crafted cocktails were very good delicious um yeah yours had bacon on the rim which bacon. you know mm. you can never go wrong with bacon yeah it was um, delicious yeah it was, it was amazing great. it was a great night it was a lot of fun um and then as soon as <laughs> by Blake plate seven, Marco and I both were like, no more food. I can't, <laughs> I can't eat anything else until they brought us the bacon donuts. Oh yes. And then I was like, bacon, I got room. bacon ricotta. <laughs> yeah. Yum. So it was good. Delicious. It was an amazing um, and meal. Then and then we had a friend come over the next well, night. Well, the, well wait a minute. But we, we were so full and it was a lovely night. We were going to go out. We were both like, nah, PJs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was fat and full. Like there was nothing. <laughs> we were, and we didn't even want to eat the next day. We were no. like, the memory of that food is just too delicious. Yeah. Still in between my teeth. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, you might need to floss. <laughs> it's kind of gross and then the next night we had a friend over and, and met his fiance and met his fiance um and then we cooked for them which was we like we we did our we did our damn thing with that too i mean an amazing we is very generous <laughs> oh you try that i definitely <laughs> you mixed the watermelon salad and i essentially finished off the spinach salad too but it was you fine. added egg <laughs> I love how you love to take credit for everything. But go ahead, Tony, please tell us more about what you did. I gave you credit for the two things you did. Go ahead, Tony, please. <laughs> tell us about everything that you did during no, the course fine. of the night. Yeah, no, okay. It's fine. Um, anyways. It was very um, good though. Yes, we created wonderful meals for uh for our friends. They were very thankful and insanely appreciative of of everything that we had d- done. But we made an amazing it's We had like to do a, some research because we needed to do half plant based, half keto. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> um, it wasn't a lot. <laughs> it was yeah, no, it was wonderful. Friends are worth it. No, it just <laughs> was a lot because like you know when you have like people coming over and you want to like be very respectful of their dietary restrictions and things of that nature like you really want to make sure that you do it right and i think it was really important for you and i to get it right Mm -hmm. you know like we really put a focus on making sure that we got it right so uh it was a lot and that's why i say it was a lot because tony and i don't technically eat like that right so for us to like have to like do the research find the foods and do all that stuff like that was was very important for us but it was a little bit extra it wasn't a hard meal to prepare just in terms of like it really didn't take that much time throughout the day yeah it was just mostly um yeah but that being said it was great and i loved it because 
because everyone kept going back for seconds and in eating mm-hmm. it. The watermelon salad was being literally oh, ravaged. Mm-hmm. Um, even the spinach salad was incredible. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, Mike was going back and forth for it as well. And then the cupcakes. Don't forget the cupcakes. <sighs> From my favorite bakery, my favorite cupcakery, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. Yeah. So we had those, which you guys, this fucking tiramisu <laughs> cupcake <laughs> will literally make you slap your mama. And because it is so delicious. It is so delicious. How do they make it that tiramisu. delicious? It is actually, t- I mean, I don't even want to talk about it because now I'm, I want another cupcake. There's still one left. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. And we already know that I can like, you know, eat food while recording the podcast. At the same <laughs> and no time. one will know. No one will Except you know. might make noise while you're eating that. I, I you do. might be like, mm. I, I know exactly. Mm, Monday. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I will say that um, uh, Florette had me dying on our uh, Instagram page because she commented on the Wednesday post that's talking about the new episode and she said, hashtag biscuit gate. <laughs> <laughs> Dying. That's hysterical. Dying. Love I thought Florida. it was hysterical. I mean, Florida is just magic. Um, but yeah, she said that, and I, I was like dying because literally that's all we did was talk about biscuits the entire episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just took me off. <laughs> we were just talking about biscuits the whole time. It's just great. I mean, yeah. who doesn't love a fucking biscuit? I mean, especially a biscuit from Popeyes. Ooh. Oh. Mm. Those biscuits are just so buttery and delicious. Yeah. Uh, speaking of buttery and delicious, should we get into our hashtag QRGs for yeah. the week? I think that's their new name. <laughs> buttery, buttery and delicious. delicious. <laughs> which one's buttery? Which one's delicious? <laughs> well, let you them tell decide. us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag queer relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the queer relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag queer relationship goals, or if there is a relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on your couple's photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at podrelationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. Lucky you! This week, we're very excited because um, y'all know how I feel about interracial relationships. No, Marco, tell us. Oh, I love them. (laughs) But this week, uh, we are highlighting the amazing relationship of world travelers, Martin and Ari, who I absolutely am like beyond in love with. Yeah, this is a really good pick. They're so cute. They're, they're my favorite word, adorkable. Oh my gosh. And they're both, first of all, they're both insanely stunning. Like both of Gorgeous them men. are like beautiful mm-hmm. men. Um, and then on top of that, they are so cute together. Yeah. Like they're Super just in love. so cute together and just beyond in love. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow them on Instagram. They are at Martin underscore and underscore ari a-r-i on instagram um well again just freaking adorable they're world travelers they're interracial. um i think martin has a beard I, I think ari is well both of them have beards really yeah so that doesn't Mar- make it martin is the white czech gentleman got it mm-hmm. um they're cute i love them what do you think 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they are adorable. I mean, I love how goofy they are. I love how active they are. I love the world traveling, but I love the sense of silliness mm-hmm. that they clearly absolutely have. My favorite picture is they're like, yeah, this is Sunday. One of us is reading. The other one's playing the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. They're cute. Yeah, just adorable. They have their own clothing line, um, which is great. Clothing and apparel, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can check that out as well. Um, but just if you want to see, want like, shorts. Yeah, I want you to have that crop top. And anyway, oh, um, <laughs> so I can wear it outside? Nope, just around <laughs> me. Just around me. Um, yeah, they are. They they look like they're having so much fun. Um, they are very cute, very adorable husbands. Ooh, yeah. they're just like I said, just in love with each other, and you could just tell that everything about them is real, mm-hmm. right? Like you can tell that it's not just for the gram that they like quite literally are in love with each other and um it's great and again they're just both of them are just so freaking photogenic and they're just cute together and they're just funny and i love i mean they you don't dance with me like they dance together (laughs) i mean if you could choreograph a quick easy dance like that looked easy if you could choreograph that for us i would dance with you i don't think that you could do this you say this looks easy and then i would try to show you an eight count and you would never be able to do it i don't believe that i i do and that's slight shade but like no shade seems a little shady okay so it's shady uh but it's like i you're just not you're just not dance inclined like that's just not anyways we're not talking we're talking about, about right them now. what are you yeah. doing, what are you doing <laughs> we're right not now? talking about that right no now. no biscuit for you <laughs> no biscuit <laughs> although i could go in for a biscuit right now um so follow martin and ari on instagram they are at martin underscore and underscore ari a-r-i on instagram um and then if you get a chance also check out their uh apparel store uh which is the dot d z u s on instagram as well i'm not going to try to pronounce that because i'm going to butcher it um but yeah they are amazing and they're cute and we're obsessed with them and we think you'll be obsessed with them too so check them out when you get a chance tony and i are going to take a short break but when we come back we are going to try to solve the world's problems critelli style As you all know, the Relationship Podcast found a new home at DNR Studios, and we couldn't be more excited. Every week, we bring you the podcast days earlier than on your traditional podcast platform. For only $12.95 a month, you can sign up for a DNR Studios Plus subscription, where you can check out our podcast, as well as others like Derek and Romaine, If These Ovaries Could Talk, The Adam Sank Show, and more. For only $6.95 a month, you can get the Relationship Podcast on Mondays and hear all about our shenanigans before the rest of the world. We just launched a new segment exclusive to the DNR Studios platform. It's called The Shit Show. As you know, every week we talk about a topic related to relationships and personal growth. Now, Tony and I will play a game related to the topic in an effort to lighten up the mood and create more laughter. But you can only listen to it on DNR Studios. So, if you're able to, head to dnrstudios.com and sign up for a subscription. Get exclusive content from us and even more relationship fun for your week. We appreciate your love and support. Bye! All right, my little snickerdoodle. Okay, babe. (laughs) 
So today, Tony and I are talking about nicknames and pet names within relationships and whether they're good or gross. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Spoiler alert, they're great. They're gross. (laughs) No, what do you think about it? I like them. I think they're cute. I no, I'm a fan funny. of them too. I'm actually. I think they're adorable. Yeah, I'm. I've, I'm being funny, but I could see why people would think that they're gross because they are kind of gross, right? Because you, honestly, like the pet name nickname situation is a true representation of people kind of being in their own world right. with one another, right? And so that is a little icky, right? Because it's <laughs> like you're like voyeuristically like a part of that. If that, do you see what I'm saying? Like you're like witnessing it, hearing it, like you're a part of this world, and you're like, I did not consent to this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so let me people out. It's so weirded out by intimacy. It's funny. I don't even know that it's like necessarily an intimacy. In an intimacy problem, sorry, there was like a bug on one of our plates that's still here, actually. I don't know what is happening. There's like little Natty McNattersons. Um, Anyways, I don't know that it's so much that people are weirded out by intimacy so much as it's that like, I don't know. It's just, it's just icky. And like I said, it's like the, it's the voyeuristic part of it that is like weird. (laughs) Right? Because it's like, I get that like you guys love each other. And that's cute that you guys love each other, but do you have to love each other in front of me like that? <laughs> You're not a fan of PDA in any of its forms. No, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> um, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, and I think that that's what it really is. Now, that being said, you and I, I never call you by your first name. Ever. Ever. Um, and then when you do piss me off, I call you Anthony. <laughs> or I'm like trying to make a point and make you hear me. I'm like... Anthony. <laughs> so that's so when you throw in the middle name that you know you're really in trouble. Oh, yeah. So let's. I don't think I've ever called you Marco Anthony. No, you've never called me that. Um, uh, which is very interesting. But you and I call each other babe. Con- like, I, like, you're babe. Like, that's your name. I don't call you. Yeah, yeah. I don't call you anything else that's other than that, which you're is babe. interesting. And there was this point, you remember, um, there was this point in time in which you and I, I used to call you Pumpkinhead all the time. Mm hmm. And I don't even know where that came from. Mm -hmm. You do have a large head. Oh, dear. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Then I'll call you Pumpkin Booty. Okay, okay. (laughs) I can get with that. (laughs) Actually, I'll call you Pumpkin Cake. (laughs) Pumpkin, okay. Because you're caking. I I, I, just stop. What is wrong with you? So many things. What do you? Think, what are your thoughts on uh, pet names and nicknames and things like that? I mean, I think it's. I think it's adorable. I think that it is. It is a sign of intimacy. I think it's like you said. It's a sign of like creating your own sort of inner world, um, and and living in there and existing there. It's it's like you you invent you you need a new name because you are a new being. You are an us. Right. And so you get that um, you get that different name because it's a different quality. It's a different energy. Um, It's a level of appreciation, too, I think, and connectedness. Yeah. Um, So I'm I am a fan of it. I am a supporter of it. I can definitely say that I've never I, I, I would have to think, but I don't know that I've ever had a nickname relationship before Ooh. before this one. I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't think I ever had nicknames with somebody before. My mom and dad call each other. It's it's interesting. Like my mom and dad call each other babe. Like they're like just very. It's very babe. Like and so I grew up with that. That's interesting. And my mom and dad short, and a little creepy. Yeah, they shorten each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm less interested in being called babe. Oh Jesus! 
Um, but they shorten each other. It's Some edible thing going on there. <laughs> it's interesting because, like, I always say, like, if you're, like, if I'm, if you're in my orbit, if you're somebody that, like, I really care about, like, I nickname you in some capacity right it's true like i never like i sure <laughs> the lady I, mcfarlane yeah the lady mcfarlane and esteban right poppy coco and, and poppy coco <laughs> hi steve um, and freaks right, right? and right. things of that nature like we call our friends like we have nicknames for everybody like which is again which is a like a term of endearment it's like it's like the way that i love you um and so calling you babe and having that relationship is is like somewhat normal to me Mm -hmm. um and it's fun and if you're a dnr studio subscriber tony and i today just so you know on this episode um i'm bringing back some old timey nicknames uh and i'm having (laughs) tony hear them for the very first time and trying to get his reactions to all of them and whether or not he likes them so that is that's going to be fun as long as water buffalo isn't one of them water buffalo yeah i just think that's the least appealing name ever who called whom a water buffalo i mean it's an animal but why would you call somebody a water buffalo? i don't know you called me snickerdoodle earlier i was being funny well but a snickerdoodle is like sweet and cute there is nothing sweet and cute about a water buffalo say that to a male water buffalo looking at a lady water oh buffalo oh my god <laughs> Or a family of water buffalo. No one water buffalo. Water buffalo. <laughs> is, is buffalo Latin? No, buffaloes. <laughs> I don't even know where this conversation has gone. Um, That's okay, babe. <laughs> the snickerdoodle is fun, um, but yeah, I, um, I like I said, I, I like them, and I like that. Like relationships can be so comfortable that they do that. I think if you're gonna call me snickerdoodle, I'm gonna call you thin mint. Oh, well, thank you for calling me skinny. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you no. you kind of are a thin mint. Uh, why? Because I, I just got to eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something cute, like, because you're dark chocolate on the outside and skinny. Like, that would have been cute. Yeah, you're skinny and you're um, uh, refreshing. Okay. Well, that's... And you definitely dessert. <laughs> I'm so sick of you right now. <laughs> like, quite literally. Um, Fine, Marco. <laughs> um, I think, so it's funny to me because, like, I think, like, the babe or the hun or the sweetie or, like, love and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, I think those are, quote, unquote, normal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like those are normal. I think it's when people get into, like, the, like, very specific nicknames okay that are very bizarre the ones that you know there's a weird story behind and you kind of don't want to ask correct <laughs> like if i just called you like tootsie like Ew. Randomly, <laughs> would you know like, if other see and this is why this is my thing and and so that's what i was saying is like from an outsider and being a part of that world in which a couple is like doing these like cutesy names back and forth to one another. You feel like you just want to take a shower and <laughs> wash the whole experience off of you, right? Because again, there's a difference between calling each other babe or hun or sweetie and things of that nature, and then having such specific cutesy names for one another that like 
makes it gross, right? It makes yeah. it makes it icky. Like it feels icky to me. <laughs> I can't be alone in this, right? <laughs> You're probably not. Okay. I can hear Florette. I'm actually hearing Florette right now agreeing with me. <laughs> I can see I can see her shaking her head. I can see Florette being not into the idea of it. <laughs> well the two of you are the same person, so <laughs> but 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 again, like I just feel like that is again there's like if you and I were calling each other like I was calling you Tootsie and you were calling me Water uh, Buffalo. <laughs> why are you see you give it the take it away. You, you called me, you water called me a thin mint and then you call me a water buffalo? Come on. No worse than Tootsie. Tootsie's cute. I am definitely not a Tootsie. You are not a Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> But like, you know, if I called you Tootsie and you called me, I don't know, uh, Orchid, I don't know who, I'm just throwing things out there right now, right? Like this is (laughs) Orchid, Orchid, who knows? (laughs) It's because there's an Orchid on our Ottoman that is in my periphery. Well, then I'll call you Ottoman. (laughs) (laughs) That is weird. Yeah. Tootsie. No, you're Tootsie. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> We've established that clearly I am not. You are so Tootsie. <laughs> um, so if if a person on the outside was at our place and I'm like, hey, oh, Tootsie, can you grab me? Like, you were like, sure thing, Ottoman. Like like that person would feel weird right that person would be like what the fuck am i listening to right now like what is happening why are you doing this in front of me exactly are they trying to sleep with me (laughs) see throwing around code words yeah so that would feel very weird right like you would feel like you're a part of something that you should not be a part of you're a voyeur in in this world that you probably should have gotten clearance from like a consenting adult to like be a part of and that's that's when they get again me calling you hun and babe and, mm-hmm. and sweetie and stuff like that like those things like i think they're normal like those are the cutesy things that happen in relationships but like have you 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 said you've never had a relationship in which you've had like loving nicknames for so. one another other than I've family i don't think so no i've i've quite literally never had it uh-uh. um Never. No, I'm trying to think back on like you know the big ones and no. Like I said, I've called you Pumpkinhead, and I remember Danelle used to. Um, she thought it was the cutest thing ever because <laughs> like you remember I used to call you from work, and I would like and you know you would after work I would call you and and you would pick up the phone and I would say hi Pumpkinhead and you would say hi Pumpkin Little <laughs> and I got and she was like that is so fucking cute like you guys are so adorable to each other and I was like oh like. Ew, are we that couple, right? <laughs> are we that couple that does that? And we kind of were for yeah, a minute. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's like, that's very interesting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about it? You said you had, you literally had a guttural reaction to being called Tootsie. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't fit. <laughs> I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about whether or not it fits you. I'm talking about whether or not, like if you were around a couple and they were calling each other, like, Oh no, that would be Betsy weird and gross. Know. And I would definitely comment on it on the ride home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know that terrible debriefing that couples do over every evening every where you're like this was nice this was not could you believe blah 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 i don't normally get into those conversations i'm normally just like this part was great i really liked this we should do that again you know what we should do that's also fun that this reminded me of like I, that's normally my conversation Ooh. but definitely if there was tootsie like i would be making fun of them it's weird right <laughs> but see that's what i'm saying is like you know you're initial from the rolling that beautiful bean footage because at the beginning you were like why are people so weird about intimacy intimacy and i was like it's not that people are weird about it it's that some of those things just feel (laughs) odd (laughs) like i should not it's like if you show up early and they're still in their underwear yeah (laughs) like what why did you answer the door (laughs) (laughs) and invite us in sure Sure, no, it's or it's like being I'm thinking about that. What is it? A what is it a T Mobile commercial where that woman got, like her service got cut off and oh, so she thought she had to come to the black tie affair in a costume <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, and you just like feel like the weird person and like <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's like everybody is in this world in which they're all black tie and you're wearing, you know, a moose costume. I don't why are we talking about meese meese mooses? <laughs> moose eye and water buffalo eye. and water buffalo. <laughs> wrong with this today <laughs> um but yeah so I, I like i said it's not an intimacy situation for me it's just like a i don't i don't want to hear you call you know the person that you love you know uh, your little schnookums like schnookums my, my little peanut my little peanut <laughs> you yeah like you can shorten a name you know again my mom and dad they you know marv and carm and i think that that's super sweet mm-hmm. and it's endearing you know like that like feels nice um and again you know babe and hun and sweetie i call you love like you say things to me i'm like yes love like mm-hmm. you know like like those things make sense to me um I was just thinking. You, you usually do that when you're trying to be patient with me. <laughs> you're just reminding yourself that you love me. Uh huh. You're like, yes, love. Uh huh. You fucking um, idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is definitely my inner dialogue. <laughs> it's not so inner. It's pretty much all over your face. <laughs> it's like a parenthetical notation. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I have to. I, I'm like, yes, love. Yeah. Sometimes it comes before the yes, love too. Sometimes it's like this again. <laughs> Yes, love. Um, yeah, because I, because again, I'm trying. I yes, I am like in love with you, and I have to remind myself of that. I right now feel like wringing your neck and loving you and, all at the same time. <laughs> he had it coming. He had it coming. He only had himself to blame. Uh, <laughs> Talk about old timey. <laughs> again, if you are not on the DNR Studios Network, you are missing. You're missing out because it is going to be so much fun. And if you're not on Patreon, you're missing out too. Hello, there is so much missing out going Mm. on. Um, Y'all got FOMO. (laughs) Hello, hello. Um, Bunch of homos with a bunch of FOMO. Oh my God. See, okay, anyways. So, Tori and I were, yes, love. This again. Yes, love. Um, So, Tori and I read a couple of articles that were actually really great. The first one is on Scientific American, um, which was wonderful. And it was written by Elizabeth Landau. This was written back in 2015, but uh, she wrote an article that is, Why do we use pet names in relationships? Um, I loved the beginning of this because she literally says, I have been called a little owl, a swan, and even a panda fish. 
No, I'm not a supernatural shape-shifting creature or a character in a children's storybook. I've just been in a few relationships where cutesy, affectionate nicknames emerged as inside jokes. Um, I would vomit if I was around a couple that were calling each other a little owl, swan, or panda fish. Panda fish would kill me. I would be like, It would what? take me out. That's one of those where you're like, do I ask? Do I not Are ask? Are you having a stroke? Like, what is happening right now? Like, what is that would just literally send me that would just be terrible um okay so uh yeah so anyway she just goes on in the article to you know essentially talk about she was trying to find scientific research on like empirical evidence yeah on nicknames and things like that which is really interesting to me because i feel like it shouldn't be that hard to find it but uh, and we actually have a really interesting article after this one that is all of that empirical evidence that she well, was that's what i found very interesting was that she, this is 2015 and she's like there's not much out there and the next one is from a little bit more recently but they quote research that's pre-2015 they're like oh yeah there's tons of evidence out there i'm like wow Okay, well, one of you is Fox News. <laughs> well, it sounds like Panda Fish did not do enough research for this article. <laughs> that's funny you should mention that. That's actually where the name comes from. Long story. <laughs> But it's funny. So she says, plenty of my friends have developed nicknames with their romantic partners. I asked the question on Facebook and got a broad assortment of answers. There's a husband and wife called Nurkle and Milk Dud. Ew. <laughs> a dating couple called Sweefy and Darsh. What the fuck? And former boyfriends who knew each other as Tiger and Teddy. So yeah, that's, that's actually kind of cute. Yeah. But why is it yeah. that I like the gay ones? And- <laughs> it's because the gay ones were actually cute. <laughs> because the gay ones weren't vomit inducing, right? Like, the, like that was just normal. An American man who dated a Chinese woman told me he called her Popo, which means wife or broken broken depending on your intonation as she called him ben ben which he says means something like dumb dumb so that i like <laughs> i love that she's insulting him every single time she calls his name <laughs> like, hey dumb dumb <laughs> that makes me laugh <laughs> there was there was a brief period of time where your nickname was dumbass <laughs> mine yeah what are you talking about we, you don't remember we had a when we lived in florida there was a brief period of time we're like okay dumbass <laughs> No, I don't remember you that. You don't remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why were you just calling me dumbass for no reason? It was like our joke. We were talking about being like silly and stupid. I don't remember that. You don't? I, I forget don't... what you called me, but you also called me something insulting. Not idiot, but something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Fool, I think. I There was, and, and just about every single card I give you, I refer to you as my knight in shining whatever. Right. Right? Like, But that is a cutesy little inside joke that you and I have for one another. Uh, which is fun, but we, I don't call you that. That's beside the point. Um, but she went on to say that in other uh, cultures and things of that na- nature, like the French use Mon Petit Show, which is if you actually translate it, it is My Little Cabbage or Cream Puff. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Very strange. Uh, which I love it, though. Um, apparently, the Russians say Vishenka. Cherry. Which is cherry. The Dutch, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that, but it's... Tropje. Okay. Um, Mushushu, 
which is a vegetable. <laughs> I love this. In Spain, I heard the term media naranja, which is meaning like half, half an of an orange mm-hmm. because two oranges make a whole one. And that's kind of cute. It's a, bl- it's a mouthful. Like I feel like there's a... Sh- <laughs> I just feel like you should probably be able to like shorten that in some kind of way, but maybe it's just me. Um, I like that. She's... uh. I, anyways, she just goes on to talk. I'm sorry, I just like had 17 thoughts all at one time. It's like there's a collision in your head right now. <laughs> Speaking of a stroke, uh, <laughs> like a four way intersection, and a bunch of people tried to cross at the same time. I had too many tabs open in my brain all at once. <laughs> how many? How many more of these can we do? Let's see. Um. So, anyways, you were playing plinko with six balls. <laughs> there's a quote that says, "I think it's a really human, natural behavior to take language and shape it for our own purposes." Um, I think that's how nicknames evolve. We name things, we give things symbols, and over time, we tend to naturally manipulate those symbols toward a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, which is again, which is 100 true. Again, I've never given you a cutesy nickname, but again, you're you're a babe to me, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like they say, there's a there are those micro moments and those mini cultures that make up a relationship, and the pet names are definitely part of it. And it's you know they, they go on to talk about how like it can be used not only to to connect you and be endearing, but also to lighten up tough situations. Like you were saying, yes, love, yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, love. <laughs> I love it. At the end, um, she says, if we can't laugh at ourselves and with each other in the relationship, we're less likely to sustain that relationship in a positive way over time. Um, so I love that, right? Yeah, and then they go into the the data, right? So like seventy six percent of long term relationship people have used pet names, right? And um, and you know, I mean, they they go to point out like you can't actually do a control on this, so it's not really empirical per se because you can't like assign groups to use pet names and not use pet names and then monitor them for years because that's just not okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but you can see that there is at least a correlation, whether it's direct or not. But yeah, the the people who reported not using pet names had shorter relationships, and the people who had longer relationships used pet names. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a sex expert, uh, Ian. They're called sex experts. <laughs> Ian Kerner, author of Good in Bed. Uh, he says that the use of pet names is a great thing as long as both partners are comfortable with the names. Names like honey, babe, babe, sweetheart. How do you pronounce that? Canote? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I don't Canote. know that I've ever used that word you know denote well i know connotation and right. things of like that yeah. right but yeah. i don't know that i've ever used connote, connote. Uh, yeah in that uh tense it's actually a cream filling no <laughs> <laughs> that's compost <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo <laughs> yes babe yeah. yes love um names like honey babe babe baby babe sweetheart connote a special intimacy that's reserved for your significant other um, Did call- you think Cano was one of the nicknames? No, 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 no. no. I knew, <laughs> like in the list. <laughs> no, 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 no. In, I mean, in context, I knew what was being said. Gotcha. But my issue is, I like have. I don't think I've ever used seen it written and, and read it in that tense. Gotcha. I've used connotation, right? right? But I've right. never. I mean, obviously, it derives from something, right? Connotify. <laughs> But I've never seen that. Um, Anyways, most couples tell me they're shocked or know something is wrong in the relationship when a partner actually calls them by their actual name and not their nickname. 
Mm-hmm. Hence, Anthony Joseph. Right, right. That's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah. And then they go on to say the same thing is true in other intimate relationships known as families. Mm. So the kids may have nicknames. The parents may have nicknames, like you said. Um, and same thing. You know you're in trouble when. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they talked about baby talk, which we're not even going to talk about because oh, I... why not? <laughs> I will literally <laughs> shove that microphone down your throat. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> You're trying me. <laughs> You're trying me today. That is disgusting. Um, no, it's baby talk is just a lot. Um, I don't get baby talk at all, including to babies. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I. I don't, yeah, I just don't like it. It just sounds great, especially to a grown ass adult. Like, why would you like do that? That is just weird. I was just, what podcast was I listening? It might have been the Savage Love cast where they were talking about, oh, it was. They, this, this lesbian couple wrote into Dan saying that like over quarantine, they somehow started baby talking to one another and they have no fucking idea where it came from. And like, how do they stop it? And Dan said, fucking stop it. <laughs> That's because that is it. disgusting. <laughs> and I loved that. I thought that that was because who the hell does that? That's just weird. Um, and then, they, you know, they go on to say that, like, it's not for everyone. Right. Like one expert um, advises against pet names or at least honey specifically, um, you know, because they uh, it, it's just, you know, it's impersonal and sometimes it can be a little bit overused right there's also uh, some conversation around the the problematic nature of some of them so when they connote a difference in you know power or when they reinforce stereotypical gender norms yeah um and so you know to avoid those so like baby or yeah. my little whatever anything that kind of says less than or even like princess Oof. you know yeah. yeah, that's disgusting. Um, they say, <laughs> it just can be problematic. I don't the know pet about names disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> just tastes so gross <laughs> in my mouth. Not <laughs> you chewing back a bar. <laughs> <laughs> the pet names. <laughs> Where's the stop button? No more recording for you. <laughs> the pet names don't necessarily kill your sex life, but they definitely hurt it, uh, which I think is very. Yeah, how do you go from muffin to fucking? <laughs> So that needs to be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> we do need, someone said that we need to have merch, and I think that that would be an amazing merch idea. <laughs> Trademark toning. Yes. That is so Copyright good. pod relationship. I love this. I love this. Um, yeah, it's so, so yeah, they were talking about, uh, Kerner himself admits that he doesn't like when his wife calls him peanut or little peanut. He says there it, it is. infuriates <laughs> me if she ever accidentally calls me that in public. And see, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is your little world. And then you end up letting other people into that. And it just feels icky. Like, it just does not feel good. <laughs> the next time we're around a group of people, I'm going to call you Thin Mint. <laughs> I'm going to call you Tootsie. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you liked Thin Mint, though. No. I yes, mean, I like that you called me skinny. You can just call me skinny in public. Like, <laughs> that would be cute. <laughs> I would be okay with that. Um, they, they talk about embracing pet names in the digital age and all that good stuff. So too. I took issue with one part of one sentence in this okay. section. They said that the idea being that, like, what is the impact of this or how does it, you know, how does it? change now that we're in this digital age with social media and they said they said that they basically like it's a another bastion another safe place to have your pet name because it's like this that so much of your world is exposed now on social media but what they said was um 
that with increasing public lives, an intimate nickname between partners is all the more important for distinguishing the false intimacy of social media from the real intimacy of direct human relationship. That is a value judgment that I take issue with. Like, it's not false intimacy. If this is now the method by which we are staying connected and I either comment on it or call you as a result of it, like to call that false intimacy, like curated sure but false intimacy that's not true like there's lots of people that i learn lots of important things about and stay in touch with because of social media and then i call them and i'm like oh my gosh i just saw that you were blah 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 sure you know so i i just that really struck me i'm like ooh, what a what a value judgment to just lay out there well i mean we're not going to get into it because this is not the topic to do it but like I, you know me and my issue with people's uh, adv- uh disgust with social media where mm. I'm like, then you're not doing it right because there's not. It, we're not going to get into it, but it, it's a whole thing. But like, social media can. Yeah, this be, is nickname shit, right? But my <laughs> thing at the end of the day, social media can be used in whatever way you choose to use it. If you choose to use it negatively, then you're going to receive negative things from right. it. If you choose to engage in it positively, then there is so much positive out there that can come from it. And Just guess right? what? That's called life. That is life. <laughs> it's what you make of it. Um. So. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> right in the nards. Um, so that so is the a whole next thing. article was on insider.com. Yeah, by Rachel Hoji. Hoji? Hoji? That sounds like a pet name if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's from November of 2018. And it's called Introducing Pet Names to Your Relationship Could Make It Stronger, According to Science. Oh, we like science. Yep. Um, I loved that uh, she begins the article that says, like, whether a classic baby or a more unique term of endearment, pet names are divisive. Some people think they're sweet and fun. Others maintain they're childish and embarrassing. Um, however, it turns out that using pet names could be doing more than just making those around you cringe. Couples who use affectionate names for each other are m- apparently more likely to have a strong relationship. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think it's great. And then she just goes on to say the latest research re- research the latest research <laughs> to reach this conclusion was carried out by a super drug online doctor. The a, worst name ever. 100%. <laughs> in a survey of over... That's like a, a bad translation, I think. <laughs> <laughs> sure. In a survey of over a thousand adults, researchers found that 87% of Americans uh, use pet names when in relationships compared to 74% of Europeans and those who do are 16% more likely to be happy in their relationship. And men are more likely to use them than women. Which I which feels slightly problematic and icky to me as well. That's that whole gender power thing. Correct. <laughs> yep correct yep um and yeah which i which i think is like very weird it can um, be yeah demeaning uh, the study also found that 90 percent of americans who use nicknames like beautiful gorgeous and honey for their partners were content in their relationship compared to just 56 percent of couples who don't use pet names at all yep so again not necessarily directly related but there appears to be a correlation for sure maybe yeah. not a causality but yeah. The study also revealed uh, which names are most despised. So <laughs> here we go. Poppy, <laughs> which is fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah. And they said 73% followed, followed of, by daddy. <laughs> well, they said that 73% of people stating they hated being called Poppy. And then um, closely was daddy, which was 72% sweet cheeks and muffin. Where the can't others. go from muffin to fucking. <laughs> No, no, 
no, no. Or sweet cheeks to ass cheeks. Like that's going to make it really hard. No, sweet cheeks is is applicable but demeaning. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, amongst Europeans, the pet name which correlated with the most satisfied relationship was the German Schatz, followed by cutie and hun. Meanwhile, in the U.S., pretty emerged top, followed by beautiful and gorgeous. Um, and then yeah. they already said that last statistic. Yeah, couples speaking this way harken back to their own experience when they were infants and to their first love, their mother. Um, so the conclusion, yeah, it scientists Again, have long the use thing. of pet names with the childhood love we have for our parents. So yeah, that's what they're talking about there. Um, but see, here's and here's here's what I was saying before. So they're talking about a study published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships in 1933 that analyzed 154 couples to look at the correlation between pet name idioms and relationship satisfaction why did the 2015 article not mention that no because what would what was her name panda panda <laughs> panda fish panda fish again she didn't let's not her, pick on she her. wasn't doing her research <laughs> let's not pick on her but whatever it's okay <laughs> Sorry, panda fish. Maybe she should she should have spent a little bit more time doing some research instead of coming up with cutesy names oh How dear hang on <laughs> uh anyways Is that value judgment again <laughs> At the end of the day, do whatever makes your relationship feel comfortable, right? Like, you have to do it. Just, yes, then, just, then. Oh, just don't. <laughs> just don't do it in front of other people. Okay, end. Um, <laughs> and we just solved the world's problems, Cartelli style. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're so excited because uh, with today's guests, we got to talk a little bit more about these pet names and, and his take on all of that stuff. And so, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. I'm like vehemently shaking my head no. <laughs> no, that's, that's no, absolutely no, not no, true. No, this is a listener situation episode. I completely forgot. Yeah. Mark, uh, Marco just lied to you. He's prepared an apology statement. Yeah. <laughs> I truly regret. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry, you guys. The coffee hasn't really kicked in yet. So anyways, well, there it is. We're done. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hey, y'all. We just wanted to take a quick second to talk about our favorite grooming brand and the number one shave brand in Italy, Parasso. Whether you want a smooth barber quality shave or you need to give your beard the proper TLC, Parasso has you covered. Their range of shave formulas address your specific beard and skin type, giving you a comfortable, consistent shave every single time. Or for any stage of beard growth, Parasso has the perfect items for you. With four different scents to choose from, the beard care products leave your facial hair looking, feeling, and smelling great. It's so true. I, um, I'm i actually very prone to ingrown hairs and razor bumps. Um, and so I've been actually using the Parasso Red Line, which is the coarse beard and nourishing line. Um, I love it so much because it's infused with sandalwood and shea butter. And so that not only like softens my hair, but it helps prevent incoming ingrown hairs um, and things of that nature so my skin is left feeling and like looking absolutely smooth it gives me a super close shave and I love the smell of sandalwood and it leaves me smelling really really nice it's great I um, I keep either a, a low to medium sized beard um, and so I love and you all have heard me say this before the wooden spice products uh, I'm always more of the woody and spicy person as opposed to the citrusy um, and I really like it's just this robust scent that is always like it's clean but it's like very manly and I just love it I wear it every single day and sometimes I use both the balm and the oil oh I love that mm-hmm. yeah so if you want to experience an Italian shave right from 
from your own bathroom or your beard needs some extra attention, head to parasso-usa.com right now and snag some Parasso shave or beard items made for your particular skin or beard needs. That's parasso-usa.com and at checkout use code RELATIONSHIT15 for all your purchases today. Get 15% off your purchase today at parasso-usa.com when you use code RELATIONSHIT15 at checkout. Up your shave or beard game with Parasso today, and don't forget to tell them the Critelli sent you. Bye! Bye. All right, now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Leave us a voicemail with your relationship situations by calling us at 903-POD-SHIT. That's 903-763-7448. Or you can still send your situations or comments to us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or on our website, podrelationship.com. Tony and I will listen to your voicemails or read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance because you can lay your bones on the warm side of my pillow. I got room for skeletons in your closet. You can lay your bones on the warm side of, <coughs> warm side of my pillow. I got a room for skeletons in your closet. I know your brain runs deep like rivers. Don't drift away from me. You can interrupt me now. Oh, I'm okay. Done. Can I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been watching the encore and. I have that song stuck in my head from Blueprint's new song called Skeletons, in case you were wondering. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, why isn't he saving this for Halloween? Talking about skeletons. Halloween, really? (laughs) Talk about laying bones on a warm pillow? Like, come on. The song is about, I mean... I get it. I I get it. But the whole mixed metaphor of, like, your bones and then skeletons in your closet, like, it's a bit much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it should be skeletons in my closet Correct. instead of in your closet. Right. But, you know. But you have skeletons in your That's why I say it's a weird mixed metaphor because like you can lay your head on my pillow, but the skeletons are in your closet. Right. Which I get it. That's the thing. Skeletons in your closet. It's not like I have skeletons. You can say I have skeletons in my closet, but it's not like I have skeletons in your closet. I think we're overthinking this. Okay, time for some emails. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing way too much with a very y'all, simple Because y'all, listen, listen here, listeners. Y'all have not been calling the number. No. And we need you to call the number. Call. Because we got a number and we want to use it because yeah. it's fun. We want your voices. Loving thank all you these for emails. Writing in. Loving yeah, all these emails. No shade. That. Loving all the emails. They're fantastic. But we want. I want to hear your voice. Yeah. Say some stuff. Yes. Do it. Say something. I'm. I'm literally giving up on you. Nine zero three pod shit. <laughs> Call it now. I'll be the one if you want me to. I do. I want you to dial nine zero three pod shit. <laughs> All right. In getting into the emails. Nope. 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 Here comes the emails. Nope. Here we go. <laughs> Skeletons. All right. Say something. Uh, I'm about to give up on reading these emails. <laughs> Read faster. Oh, okay. Hello, Cretellis. I find myself in a bit of a predicament. I always, I always could say pickle. I'm in a pickle. <laughs> I have never I like dated. Mm-hmm, yum. 
I have never dated more than one guy at a time, and my friends told me I should stop being a serial monogamist because I was wasting time spending months getting to know someone and then just breaking up. Mm. I'm 33, and my longest relationship has been eight months. So I figured I'd give it a try. I allowed myself to date more than one guy at the same time. One week, I haven't even had three dates. Oh, I'm assuming with three different people. It's a lot um, of coffee. It's, I'm, who knows what or they cocktails. were doing? Or, knows, yeah. or something else. <laughs> Emphasis on the cock. <laughs> and the tail. Um, I did find this practice helpful to not invest so much all at once, and it did weed out guys I wasn't a good match with. Now, several months into this little experiment, two of the guys have really made me feel things. I'm pretty sure I'm falling in love. With both of them. Uh-oh. Eek. I tried making a list of everything I want, and while they both check off different boxes, the overall score is pretty close. I have spoken to dear my dearest friends about this, and they either offer conflicting advice or refuse to engage in the decision-making altogether. I'm not interested in a polyamorous relationship. Okay, I was going to ask that. Um, and neither of the guys is either. Okay, I was going to ask that too. Um, they know about each other and what I'm going through and have both been amazingly patient with me. But all three of us are starting to get to the point where a choice needs to be made. I just don't know what to do or how. Help. Signed. <laughs> Confused in Connecticut. I was waiting for someone to do that. To do the whole Dear Abby thing. <laughs> hysterical <laughs> it sounds like what you need to do is bring back an old-fashioned duel oh geez <laughs> and they need to fight to the death and whoever wins <laughs> wins your heart really marco an old-fashioned duel i don't know what other options there are <laughs> so whoever can murder the other one is clearly the victor it's a great way to start a relationship. Yeah, homicide. On the run. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst advice you've ever given. <laughs> you and I often disagree, but we definitely disagree on this one. <laughs> Ten paces, turn and shoot. Yeah. What is this, I mean, Hamilton? Sometimes. <laughs> um, this is a tough one. This is, is quite the conundrum because, uh, I, I mean, there's... Here's where the problem comes in, is that there's no way of effectively figuring out whether or not of who you want to go with without it turning into some sort of like save by the bell-esque, you know, situation where both of them are trying to declare their love for you and you're Kelly Kapowski trying to figure out who you like best. Kind of like it it's all it, it's all going to do that. So, I mean, aside from picking neither one of them, um, or having a duel, <laughs> or <laughs> or not, <laughs> or, or um, I, I don't know. What would you suggest doing? So there actually are some really great exercises out there that you can participate in. You can just, Power Crunch is going to help them. Oh, Jesus. You can just Google because <laughs> this situation is not completely unheard of. You can also get some counseling. So those friends of yours who are biased toward you anyway and are either giving you conflicting information or are refusing to engage, you, there are professionals whose job it is to help you understand how to make decisions like this. So you can go to a therapist just for this, just for a couple of weeks and figure out a lot of things. There's a great exercise that I really like. So you close your eyes and you think about the life that you would have together. So if this is 
uh, you know, obviously you want something long term. So even though you've checked off a bunch of boxes and said, you know, this, this, that, and the other for their scores, like, what is it? What is the kind of life you want to have, like long term? And how do they, how do they, um, sort of measure up in that way? Is one, you know, much clearer of a long term kind of relationship for you? And that's, you know, support, that's goals, that's, um, you know, a general approach to lifestyle. That's the values. That's the depth. Like, it, like if you had to be with this person for the rest of your life, are they going to keep it interesting? Are they going to be your friend? Are they going to challenge you? Are they going to grow with you? Are um, they going to be able to keep it up? Are they going to be? <laughs> there's drugs for that, so I wouldn't <laughs> worry about that one. Um, plus, you never know. Mm. Um, you know, so there's that. You also, you did do the the checklist, which is great. But the fact that they have similar scores, like there are ways to weight that checklist. So it's not every box on that checklist is even. Like likes breakfast cereal is not the same as financial security. Well, I good also, sense of humor is not the same weight as doesn't clip toenails in bed. <laughs> but I also feel like, I mean, for the record, I feel like these lists and things of that nature are dangerous. And I would not suggest doing that constantly because it, it, it's just it, it's not fair for anybody involved. Um, so d don't let that be like the super determining factor uh, of what's going on. But at the same time kind of you do kind of have to weigh I, I like your idea of saying like close your eyes envision your future what does it look like with person a what does it look like with person b and but here's my thing and this is the reason why i have a hard time giving an answer in this um and it is because at the end of the day like Okay, say you pick person A because you think that your future with them would be so much better. N no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Correct. And you can get three months into this with like a real title and an actual relationship in it and be absolutely miserable. <laughs> and and you let person B get away because of that whole thing. So there's no real way of knowing this. And I would, uh, that's why I, I'm having a very hard time saying like, Oh yeah, this is the sure way to figure this out for yourself because I don't think that there is one surefire way to be able to make that happen. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I think there's a really good way, which is again the therapy route because you there there are compatibility things that can happen. There are there are things that can be done to to really see like who would be a better long term partner. That does not mean that it's correct. It's just one way of doing it. All the paperwork says you and I should not be together. Right. Our signs don't match. You and I have very different approaches to some really critical things that, that are make or break deals for a lot of people. You know, you and I, like, you and I shouldn't work on paper. Well, we shouldn't. I also think, and this is something that, this is something that I would actually challenge this person on is I, I think that there is an element, there has to be an element of having their mind made up in one direction or the other. They're just terrified of making the choice. Often. And so Often I think that you actually know exactly who you want to choose. You just don't want to make the choice. And I would challenge you to sit with that feeling and know and understand where you're at and then just do it. The other thing I was going to suggest is bringing it, date a third person. And 
this is real messy. I'm just going to let you know this right now. But date a third person because I think that third person is going to then give you clarity because realistically, you're going to date this third person and they're going to bring a completely different dynamic to everything that's going on. And then that will then give you clarity on who you do see yourself with even more. It's just unfortunate because this third person is kind of cannon fodder a pawn <laughs> which is getting, really getting used <laughs> yeah 100 percent. but i do think that like i think you already know who you want to pick i think you're just afraid to make the commitment to it and i i think you need to choose your choice and like s- stick with it and and stop stringing both of these people along yeah and feel your way through it instead yeah. of thinking your way through it yeah Yes, I think that is even better. Like, yeah, I agree. (laughs) But let us know how it ends up. That would be fun. Confused in Connecticut. Good luck. All right, the next one. Mm -hmm. Hello, gents. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Lisa, and I have to move for this really amazing job. It's creative and pays well, and I'd be a boss bitch. Yes! um, I've been (laughs) seeing... What? I'm happy for Go, Lisa. Um, sounded like <laughs> I'm happy for creative money and boss. Go on, girl. Um, I've been seeing this girl, Jennifer, for a little over six months, and I think she might be the girl I marry. Oh, that's nice. So, of course, I want her to move and continue this relationship. The thing is, I'm not ready for us to share a space yet. Is it wrong to have her uproot her life, get a new apartment, and be without a job for a while just to keep dating me? I do genuinely see this being the real deal, but I don't want to rush things. I don't want to do the long distance thing either. I can't pass up this job. Okay, so you just answered all my questions. Um, I can't pass up this job, and I also can't deny how I feel, both about wanting her and not wanting to live together yet. Love the show and really hope you can help us. Oh, Lisa. I think you're going to have to get over the whole not wanting to long distance the situation. That's not fair, and it's also not your call. Because you can't, you have a job opportunity in another place. You don't want to live together, right? And you think that she's going to uproot her life without a job opportunity to be with you to see it. And I don't, I just don't, I think you're going to have to temper your expectations just a teensy bit. I think you can let her know that you want to stay together and that you think that we, that y'all should long distance it until she can potentially figure out a way to move to where you're moving and, and let her know, like, I don't think it's smart for us to move in, like move and like move in together, but I do think it would be a smart idea if, for you to like move and and figure your own situation out and i'm willing to give it some time for you to figure out what that looks like um but you're gonna have to long distance it you're 100 gonna have to long distance it it's not fair for you to ask her to uproot her life just because that's what you want to do and then you also have all these other caveats when she gets to the other side as well we can't live together we can't you know like all this it, it, that's not fair that's not fair i don't think that that's I don't think that's right at all. Mm, it is a lot to ask. I wonder if you can have the conversation, though, to say, I really like you. I see this being long term. At the same time, this job is amazing and I cannot pass it up because I'm going to be, you know, creative and paid well and, and a boss bitch, which, yay. Um, you know, so I can't I can't do that. The timing sucks because I don't think we're ready to cohabitate. 
Um, so how would you feel about coming? And if we were living together, you'd be without a job and I'd be paying for things anyway. So how about you come and I will pay for your stuff until you get a job? I, but see, I, I that's, it's more fine. fair. It's more fair that's to me. Fine, but I also think that that gets you in a very fucking sticky situation as well because now you are their f- purse. You're their wallet mm. for X amount of time. You don't know when they will end up finding a job or being able to do all that other stuff. And now you have the stress of starting this new job getting yourself acclimated, paying your own bills, and then paying for somebody else's bills while they're also trying to get acclimated and living off of you taking care of them at the same time. And now they have to ask you for money to do things like grocery shopping and all that stuff in an apartment that y'all don't share together. Like that it, it's a lot. I mean, I think, I think you have three options. I think you have that option. I think you have the long distance option, which you said you didn't want to do, but you might have to. The third option is you do live together temporarily until she gets on her feet and gets her own place. But again, I wouldn't recommend that one. I wouldn't recommend that one. Either. I wouldn't recommend I that. Think you're, it's an option, but it I wouldn't is 100% recommend it. an option. And I get it. I just think that you're going to have to get over the long, like not wanting the long distance. I think you're going to have to for a little bit of time. And I think it's fair to say kind of to your point, I would start it off the exact same way and just say like look i got this amazing job opportunity and i like i have to take it but i'm really liking you and where this is going and what we're doing um i can't ask you to drop everything and move with me right now like because i don't think it's time for us to to live together we can't cohabitate yet and i can't ask you to drop everything that you're doing to like move to this whole new state with me or or city or whatever and then or country or or, or kind of wherever and then you know try to find a job and all this other stuff like that and and not i can't ask you to do that right away but what i would like for us to talk about is is continuing this obviously we're going to have to do it long distance for some period of time but then what would you potentially think could be um a comfortable amount of time in which you would then con- like try to 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 move and and be with me uh, to do it like what would you what do you think would be a good amount of time because if you gave yourself more time then maybe when she is ready to move y'all could be in a good enough place to where you're like you know what we've been doing we've been together in person for six months we've been doing this whole thing long distance for six months so now we have a year together under our belt. So like, yeah, maybe it does make sense for her to move in with me because she's found a job and all this other stuff like that. And it makes sense. But you've given yourself the time to do it right now. You don't have enough time under like behind you to be able to make that happen. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I I, I often find, though, the long distance thing is not it's not the same as being near each other it's and, not. and and it, and it's, it's not, not like the same tests and the same skill building and the same bond building but she um, will but she will be visiting do you see what i'm saying like she can spend uh, you know six it, months it's, visiting it's good staying with you like yeah. so now you guys are like Testing you're better under, you're understanding what it's like to like live with each other 
under these circumstances. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Or like be with one another. You can see her habits. Like, is she a toenail cutter in the bed? <laughs> you know, like, you know, does she, you know, cook like trash? Like, do you see something like, like you can find out more about one another during these visits, these long weekends or, or a week's stay and things of that nature. You find out more. So then that way, if you do end up doing this for six months or however long, then by the time you get to the end of it, now you've had actual relationship time that you can say like, you know what? I don't, before I didn't think it was right for us to cohabitate after six months because that was a lot, but like we we've done it. We've been together for over a year now and and we're really, and I, I miss think, you and I of, love spending time with you. And, and so yeah. now it makes sense. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a it's tough. A tough one, it's a tough situation, but you you also have to remember that your partner has feelings too. Yeah. So your stance on this is yours, but like your partner's is just as um, important. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer's feelings, Jennifer's thoughts on it, Jennifer's, Jennifer's body, <laughs> what she's willing to do and not do, you know, is just as valid. So yeah. this is this is the beginning of a conversation. This is not the end of the conversation, right? Which it kind of sounds like it almost is for you because you're like, yeah, I'm leaving, and you know, we're not going to live together. So. <laughs> come come live with me well she might have a different idea than what we said yeah she might yeah, yeah who knows yeah who knows but i don't so. think it's fair I, I i let the record reflect that i do not think it's fair that you expect her to move under your expectations and not even remotely consider doing something like long distance, even if it's for a short period of or time. Cohabitating. To to like, or cohabitating. I, I get why you, you don't want to do, do that, that, but like yeah. you you gotta understand why she might not want to do what you're offering. Correct. <laughs> it's it's not fair. Like yeah. you can't ask for somebody to uproot their life and then say, But I have this fine print that exists within you doing that. If it was if it was me, now that I'm thinking about this putting myself in it, if it was me, I would be like, Okay, so this is crazy and it doesn't make any sense. And the timing is weird. This might all blow up in our face, but let's just go do this together. And you just both go out and start your life there together, together, mm-hmm. cohabitating everything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, it's crazy, but I would do that. I would do that sooner than I would do any of the other things because the long distance thing, I'm just going to get tired of it. I'm just, you're, you're not, you're not going to be around all the time. You know, to me, absence does not make the heart grow fonder. To me, it's like building something together is what makes a connection. We were not and we i hated separated. it and we changed that yeah. we, we removed back in together but we did it for a period of time very short <laughs> very but, short. but it happened but that absence i think ended up making us realize that we needed to do it like we needed to get together yeah but what we had to do when we got together was the same things we would have had to do if we hadn't waited if we had just done it that way from the beginning, we had the same stuff we had to get through. We had the same cohabitating financial job finding issues. Like nothing was different to me, to me. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't fit right for me. Well, anyways, interesting. Let us know how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we get um, a bunch of these and I normally, you know, try to curate them based on like just variety and, and you know, the different voices and, and you know, different aha moment kind of things. I definitely picked this one specifically because I want to hear Marco's reaction. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so here we go. Hi, Marco. Hi, Tony. Longtime listener and f- huge fan here. Yay. Sorry, but I have to ask that I remain anonymous. Here's why. My boyfriend wets the bed frequently, and I don't know what to do. 
Oh, I expected a stronger reaction than just, oh. Um, we've been dating for nine months and we're taking things, we were taking things slowly. We only recently started having sleep, started ha sleeping over at each other's houses. He's very sheepish when it happens and just quietly says sorry as he takes the sheets off the bed. He's always good about cleaning up, but he doesn't directly discuss the situation with me. I'm sure he's been broken up with because of this before, and it must be very embarrassing for him. At his place, he has a plastic bed frame, and the mattress is also wrapped in plastic, so I know that this is something he deals with oh, frequently. Girl. There's the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> what, what can be done? And obviously, it's not signed. I mean, so, sorry about it, but you're dating a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not necessarily I'm true. Just joking. I'm being funny. <laughs> it made you laugh. Um, no, I'm sorry. Like he doesn't just get to wet the bed and not talk about it for sure. I, like he he, he just happen. does not get to do that. So um, I like I get like thank you for cleaning it up and, and help me understand this. Uh -oh. Did he wet your bed? Because if he Sounds wet like both, if he wet your bed, then homie we we're done like I, you can't be saturating saturating my uh mattress like that's just not cute that's just not cute <laughs> that being said um ew um <laughs> these are the reactions i was expecting i expected you to have a very visceral response to i mean this. look shit you're happens. such a clean person well no shit happens like i understand accidents like and things of that nature but if this is like if he is literally making measures to like put like mattress covers plastic mattress covers on top of his mattress then that means that this is a problem problem this is not mm. like a oh i got really really drunk and didn't you know i was having a dream that i was you know using the urinal and ended up wetting the bed right like that is like a completely different circumstance than like oh no i'm prepared to pee on the bed and so like that is what's gonna happen like that's that's not what this is he's literally literally making this this is no longer uh, a one-off this is like a habit and that is where a problem comes in so you don't get to have this habit happen that and and we don't talk about it like we have to talk about it and so i need to know what's going on what is this what's happening is this health related have you been to a doctor what's going on mentally where are you at when are you recognizing the pattern of this happening what's like we i, I have questions like and you're gonna answer them and if you're not gonna answer them then yes i'm breaking up with you because i'm not getting ready to have this be a frequent thing that happens and you're not interested in talking about it um that's not that's a problem for me we yeah. have to talk about it yeah yeah. So, um, yeah, I agree with what you said. Um, you, you all, I, I get why you want to be anonymous, but you didn't put your ages and that would affect a lot of factors, but let's just, let's just go into it and we'll kind of try and cover all of them. So if you all are younger, then this is probably something that is trauma related or that hypnosis could be effective with. So there's that. Um, there are medications for enuresis, um, the, 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 the frequent involuntary uh, urinating. Um, there are uh, pills that you can take. There are, there are um, surgical options um, because sometimes it is um, 
genetic. It's like a, it's like a malformation uh, issue. So like Marco said, like you can have conversations, but it's typically one of those two things. It's either medical, which it could be, again, something that's corrected by surgery, something that's corrected by a pill. It could actually be a side effect of a medication he's taking for something mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are other steps that you can take, like limiting fluid intake, um, you know, and that, you know, you can't pee out what you don't have. Um, so that's possible. Like, you know, I think it's very kind of you not to be like, so, you know, I mean, obviously like step one, you care about this person or you wouldn't have written in, you would have been like, yeah, it grows by. And as you said, people have probably done that to him before. Um, so you clearly care. So if you're willing to invest, you know, already, then it sounds like you're probably willing to invest more. But as Marco said, you you have to have a conversation about it and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And, and to me, like, you start the conversation by talking about how much you like the person and how much you care. And therefore you want this to not be an issue for you all, but it can't not be an issue if you don't talk about it Correct. and we don't have to talk about it right now, but I would like to at some point. And, you know, I'm, I, I hope that it could be closer to now. Oh no, you we know? need to talk about it right now. Well, that's, yeah. That, I mean, that's to me, that's the nice way of saying like as close to now as possible. No, we need to talk about it right now well, or else we can't stay the night. You, you can't stay well, over. Well, that's the thing. I can't, I can't stay, stay over, over until like, we do have this conversation. Yeah, we need to talk about this. Yeah. I'm not getting, and, and again, I'm like less grossed out about the pee. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pee is disgusting, right? Like, well, let me take He's that not back. that gross. Let me take that I back. I ain't into it, but I it's not said, that gross. let me take that back. <laughs> let me take that back. I'm not interested in having someone pee in my bed, right? right. Like, and so I can understand yeah. why a person would be grossed out by that. Right. That said, right. what my issue is, it, it's less about the pee and more about the not talking about it. Right. Because I like you. Obviously, I'm here. It's happened and I'm still here. But you are choosing to not talk about it, which I have a huge issue with. Right. And if you're, in, and, and this, it's not normal. Wetting the bed at this age. Whatever age it is. Yeah, is not normal. And so we need to talk about why it's happening. And if this is, ha- like, if this is happening, which is, again, I'm still here and I'm willing to have a conversation with you and you're refusing to talk to me about it, then we got, we got issues, bruh. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this. So you, you're either going to talk to me or you're going to see me go. So, yeah. But again, you know, it's, it's kudos to you for not just jumping up and leaving like that. And that, you know, it's understandable why some people would do that. So, but yeah, you need to, you need to have a conversation. You need to be, you're already sounds like sensitive to, to him. So just continue to be sensitive to the fact that this is probably very troubling to him too. Um, you know, and, um, and go from there, but there are a ton of options. There's ton. And sometimes it helps just to come armed with information. Uh, so, you know, look up the options that are out there. They do exist. Um, you know, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one, but Mm, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's rough. Um, either that or get into water sports. (laughs) So those are not your only options. <laughs> um that's just I wonder lot. I wonder about that this I'm sorry I don't mean to be rude or make light of this but like are people who are into water sports if they dated someone who accidentally wetted the bed would they be like 
okay with it? No, because you got to <laughs> no. You had you, no hesitation. <laughs> no, you can't. Because here's my thing: is you got to remember, kinks and things of that nature are done cons- are supposed to be done consensually, right? Agreed upon times in which we're both engaging in this kink. Me sleeping and you peeing on me, even though I let you pee on me the other night when we were, you know, getting down and dirty. <laughs> um, is com- like those are two completely different things. Just because I let you do it in the, it, you know, under the umbrella, if you will, of like our sex life, doesn't mean I want you to do it while I'm sleeping and trying to get rest. Mm. Like you can't pee in my bed and then be like, but water sports. Like you can't do that. I just, I'm curious. Like, do you wake up and your reaction is being turned on? I'm almost certain. Not. I don't know. I, I'm genuinely just. I'm just. Thinking I haven't out even loud. had my coffee yet, and you expect <laughs> me to be excited about pee? <laughs> hey, <laughs> pot for every lid, <laughs> or lid for every pot. <laughs> That's unacceptable. Oh. Unacceptable. But <laughs> if you have any more unac- unacceptable uh, issues or situations that you would like. Some oh, of in the context input. of this, please don't give us your situations, <laughs> sir, that you would like for no us shade. to address and or talk about on the show. Please call us, write in, do all sorts of things. Again, it's 903-POD-SHIT. That is 903-763-7448. We want to hear your voices. Call us so that we can answer your questions. Um, or you can email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or on our website, podrelationship.com. Um, we will have, what month is this, August? We will have another episode in September where we will hear a little bit more of your listener situation. So um, write in, call in, let us know how we can help. Tony and I are going to take a short break, but we will be back in just a bit. Doodles! Hey, babe. Hmm. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You mean besides you? <laughs> I'm not preventing <laughs> you from achieving your goal. I am the goal. You're interfering with my I happiness. I am the goal. <laughs> Keep Say it with me. That. I am the goal. I think you need therapy. <laughs> and it's a good thing <laughs> that we're going to talk about BetterHelp.com. Well, did you know that BetterHelp will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and that you can start communicating with the therapist in under 24 hours? I did. And I know BetterHelp is not a crisis line or self-help. Rather, it's a professional counseling done securely online. Line. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. Yep, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room feeling embarrassed or ashamed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Yeah, so head to betterhelp.com slash That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Relationship listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Critellis. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, and so do we. So check them out. All 
All right. So before we get out of here, of course, I have some shit to put on y'all's radar. Um, number one is if you're listening to this on DNR Studios uh, on Wednesday, the 18th, Wednesday, August 18th, Tony and I are hosting our virtual meet and greet. If you're listening to this on the main podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, all those places. Tonight, tonight, <laughs> August 18th, Tony and I are hosting our August edition of our virtual meet and greet. So make sure you head to our website, which is podrelationship.com and you can sign up for an invitation we will uh be sending out um you know like a a a great email that kind of lets y'all know that it's coming up and then also like probably about an hour or so before the virtual meet and greet we will be sending you all of your login information and stuff like that for it so you know exactly where to go and what to do have a good time with me and tony have some drinks laugh with us talk about this week's episode all of that good stuff. It's a really fun way to meet a little bit more community and then get to know us a little bit more as well. And giggles. And giggles. We always enjoy it. Um, that's number one. Number two is Tony and I were actually guests on uh, one of our favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. which is the Minority Report uh, with your aunties. Your aunties. Carell, Jarrell, and Dewan. Sadly, Jarrell was not on this week's episode, but we still managed to have fun and talk about him uh, on the podcast episode. But uh, make sure you tune in. It's the Minority Report, T-E-A, because they'd be spilling all of it. Um, <laughs> and it was amazing. Uh, we had so much fun. We laughed. I We literally could talk to those ladies all day. Forever. Forever. Nonstop. They're insane. Mm-hmm. They're so They're lovely and They're funny. So, and, yeah. Oh, my God. Just They're some of the smart, best people. Yeah. Really great perspectives. Such amazing yeah. people. We yeah. I, I get why they're all friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. So we had That's so much one. fun. Yeah. And again, you get the opportunity to learn a little bit more about me and Tony. They asked us some great questions about our relationship and the, how the podcast started and all of that great stuff. So check out the Minority Report podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts uh, so you can hear from the aunties and um, myself and Tony as well, Woo-hoo! which is an awesome thing. Um, finally, the very last thing is if you are not aware of this, DNR Studios, uh, which is our podcast network, um, every year they put out a holiday crate. And what's really cool is that this holiday crate is like all of Derek and Romaine's favorite stuff that they put in the, into it, along with some incredible food or uh, apparel and things of that nature as well. So um, it's a curated collection of awesome items from the minds of Derek and Romaine, along with some of their favorite things. Winter is a time to be warm and cozy, which is the theme of this year's holiday crate. Everything inside will help you feel your most comfortable as you enjoy your holiday season. The biggest difference between this crate and previous versions is this one is designed to have premium items because we know this is a gift either for yourself or for someone you love. So you have until August 20th to reserve your very own uh, holiday crate from the DNR Studios. Um, And then it will ship out to you all uh, in early December of this year. So reserve your Derek and Romaine uh, DNR Studios 2021 holiday crate on the website, which is dnrstudios.com, um, and then go to the shop tab, and then you can end up going in and reserve your own very, your very own holiday crate uh, through Derek and Romaine, which is wonderful. Yeah. 
So do it. It'll be fun. It's lovely. It's, and it's never one. too early to shop for the holidays. Never. And you must do what I always do. Buy something for someone else and buy two things for yourself. <laughs> Which is that is what good. you always do. It is always what I do. <laughs> and that's all I got for you. Well, then that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Relationship Podcast, part of the DNR Studios Network. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And keep listening to Season 4. <gasps> Of the Quattro. <laughs> Y'all, if you have any relationship situations that you'd like help with on an up- upcoming episode of the podcast, leave us a voicemail at 903-POD-SHIT. That's 903-763-7448. You can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or submit on our website, podrelationship.com. Be sure to check out the Relationship blog on our website this Friday, where I muse a bit further on the week's topic, which is not going to happen because it was listener situation, so I'm just going to throw up something fun and special. Yeah, I mean, we still have a topic that you can I mean, I guess the nickname thing. All right, fine. (laughs) I guess it'll happen. A special thank you to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoyed the early access to the episode and this month's edition of Critelli Crap. And if you're not a Patreon member or you don't get to hear our monthly Critelli Crap, you are truly missing out, bitches. So definitely give us your money so that you can listen to it. (laughs) Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember, nicknames are cute shit. Right, babe? Yes, love.